one thing is for sure, Satan sells. No matter how you slice it, it's been associated with satanic worship, suicide, and animal sacrifice. But is death metal music just hype or something that could actually hurt your kids? His mother says he was a normal, happy boy until he became obsessed with black metal music. I hate it so much. Look, I am talking about pervasive messages that are available to kids of any age that are explicit and violent. What about the lyrics? Have you read any of the lyrics? I despise the lyrics. What, what do you hate about them? It's because they're all Satan worship. When you go to a concert of death metal, somebody might get killed! All right. Episode 79 of That Metal Podcast. I'm Wolfman Dave. And I'm Diego. What's up? So, hopefully you guys enjoyed that little intro. Uh, it's a little wild. Oh, it's like uh, <laughs> climbing a fear right there. <laughs> yeah. That that was a little scary, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's like I felt it at the end. I was like, oh, am I? <laughs> so... If some of you are wondering what the hell is going on here, what are we doing? Well, we're actually gonna this ep- okay. Who is this episode for? Right, we we talked about it earlier. I had been putting hints um, on uh, Instagram, sharing it on Facebook and stuff like that, uh, trying to trying to get everybody pumped, but they don't know what the hell is going on. All right, well, anyways, so this episode um, was inspired by a. Uh, TV show that we saw, and a movie, a, a docu-series that was also, uh, I believe it was on HBO. Yeah. And <clears throat> that I kind of lit lit up the, the light bulb in my head to go ahead and, and get this, uh, this episode in the works. Uh, so essentially, who is this episode for? I mean, it's for all metalheads, of course, but obviously I'm preaching to the choir, like we've said before. You guys know what's up already. So if you have a girlfriend, wife, boyfriend, husband, mom, dad, friend, um, who probably does not listen to metal and has these ideas and uh, these negative ideas, let's say, about heavy metal in general, this could probably be for you. And uh, I think they could find it useful. Um. So I think we're going to start right off the bat with all these negative and and ugly and uh, these bad, I guess I want to say, stereotypes that we hear. The ugly side of metal. Let's just call it that. Let's be honest. Uh, It's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies. But metal isn't about rainbows and butterflies. You know, there's uh, there's this primal fucking... um, I don't know. It, it it pulls certain things uh, emotionally from people. You know, every person's different. How it, it hits different, right? And sometimes there's these primal urges that we have, and it. I don't know. For some reason, sometimes heavy metal could satiate that. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> let's look at. There's there's obvious religious aspects here. Satanism, whatnot. Church burnings. These uh, extreme metal bands who are what you know, national socialistic, yeah, socialist, you know, NS black metal, um, who try to cover this whole terrorism, uh, terrorism and racism as well. Um, I don't know if you, I mean, should we name bands? I don't know. It's up to the people to, to. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, initially, like, uh, there's a there's a good majority of those bands that come from, uh, that come from like those aspects of metal, like especially like, uh, like those black metal bands, right? Like, sometimes they do like whole neo Nazi stuff, and um, I know we've talked about it before, uh, on a previous episode, like we dropped Bart Vickern's name. And we know that he was really all about that. Like, he was really radical when it came down to stuff like that. Yeah. And, of course, you put it hand-in-hand hand with the music that he that he writes. Mm-hmm. You know? But, like you said, uh, this is the bad end of metal. There's a lot of metal that is around that's really not good at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put a really bad message onto people and and we recognize that like we recognize that but it's up sometimes when it comes down to that it's up to the people themselves to recognize it or um you know differentiate that that's exactly what i was gonna say yeah is that we are able to do that Mm -hmm. because whether we we know what a lot of these bands done what they did some of the murders, the church burnings and stuff like that, that they did for attention. And there's some people for me, like, it's like, okay, well, I'm still going to listen to the music anyways. Now, not necessarily with, with Burzum, with, with Varg, just because I'm not a huge fan of them, Mm -hmm. but that's beside the point. Excuse me. There's uh, certain people who certain groups, you know, um, that, They've been associated with, like I said, church burnings and certain, you know, murder and this and that. But again, I'm not going to, I, I chose to either like, you know, either listen to them or ignore them. And it's just, it just really depends. Um, but I think in terms of the whole Satanism, that's probably the worst, uh, stereotype or the worst myth that's out there because, the other ones are fucking so minute. They're so fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> well, why why do you listen to that shit? You can't understand anything that they're saying and this yeah. and this and that. And it's like uh, a lot of the mumble rap and a lot of the crap that comes out today, you're not able to understand it entirely either. Um, but yet people sit in their car and still listen to it. Yeah, they still listen to it. Yeah, so it's right there. It's just a matter of... A person's preference so someone mm-hmm. could come to me and tell me like well what do you listen to that band and they're just doing growls and stuff but yeah. what they sometimes what they don't know is coming as a metalhead uh if you really like a band so much and you may not understand it i know what i used to do a lot was uh when i used to get cds mm-hmm. they always had the booklet inside and each song had their lyrics yeah. And I would sit there and I would go along and it's crazy. A lot of people don't, wouldn't, people have to try it because to someone that's not, to someone from the outside looking yeah. in, yeah, they don't understand it. Mm-hmm. But us, our, ourselves that listen to music, we'll, we'll be there and we'll go through the song and we'll look at the lyrics and we're understanding. We're like, oh man, like yeah. it's crazy how they actually go hand in hand. And you know what's crazy about it too is a lot of the connections that they make, a lot of the, the I guess, the topics, themes, messages that a lot of these metal bands and artists are trying to convey 
are actual positive messages or positive um, topics because sometimes it has to do with mental health. Sometimes it has to do with, you know, it, mom and dad issues, parent issues, yeah. issues at home, problems at home. A lot of times these bands have talk about stuff like that. And I've, I've, I've talked about Corn in the past many, many, many times about this, how uh, Jonathan Davis on that song, Daddy, was so, so important, I think, to, to talk about it. And Jesus, dude, the, 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 the sadness and the anger that's in that and the way he starts crying like fucking crazy at yeah, the end yeah. of the song. Like, there's so much emotion in that. And, and I'm, man, and I'm sure millions of people fucking can relate to that and, and be like, dude, he knows exactly how I feel. Um, quite honestly, though, the whole idea of the religious aspects and the idea of, of Satanism it comes down to the simplicity of good and bad, good versus evil. That's all it is. Rebellion, you know, against the system and whatnot. It's just so fucking easy as that. There's that interview with Tamaraya from Slayer when mm -hmm. he's like, they ask him, and I believe it was in A Headbanger's Journey and yeah. different outtakes and stuff like that. And they're like, you know, does, why does God hate us all? And this and that. And he's like, God doesn't hate. He's like, it's just a cool fucking title. Yeah. And then they're like, you know, what, you know, you're religious. And he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's Catholic. He's a devout Catholic. You know what I mean? He's not a Satanist and, you know, Slaytanica or what is it called? What were they called? Slaytanic. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're being called all these things, right? And it's like, no, dude, it's just. For a kick-ass topic, something evil. Look at Venom. They're not real fucking Satanists. Yeah. They They're just, not Satanists at all, dude. It's just... Sometimes it's just an image that they put out. Like, why anyone would want to put anything out to get attention. Yeah. Um, but let's say this. Let's say it was a completely Christian mm. band. Uh and their covers are all like with screwed up letters and everything like the way all the death metal letters are and a parent looks at it and it's just like that's trash that's trash but it's a christian metal band yeah there's bands like um uh mortification and then there's also what's that band that i'm thinking of like it's a newer deathcore band it's a newer deathcore band and the only reason i bring them up oh. is because i've actually seen them and is it as lately dying or no it's um well there's striper <laughs> it, there is striper uh impending doom oh, okay impending doom okay. they're a really heavy deathcore band and of course okay. it's all ooh, ooh, stuff yeah. like that but they're they're a christian band okay you know yeah. and then their covers they look all you know like just like a death metal right. record would look yeah. um and if a parent or a girlfriend or someone comes across that record and they automatically assume that They'll it's freak out. Yeah. because it's death metal, they're Satanists, but they have no idea that that's a Christian band. They're not even talking about any of that exactly. stuff. Exactly. There's also, what is it, white metal or unblack metal? Yeah. Which is uh, uh, black metal in style, but with Christian viewpoints. Yeah. Um, and so it's incredible to me that. There's stuff like that, you know, and it turns out that it's not about the music. It's about what the message that you're trying to convey and, and portray in your music. 
Yeah. So the obviously the the music is the vessel, but what are you trying to say with that? And I, I think that's what's wonderful about music in itself, right? The way that you can get it to people. Um, you know, there's a lot of different bands who have been accused of misogyny. And, you know, I know a lot of different uh, slam bands and porn grind bands or even Cannibal Corpse, for example, fucked with a knife. <laughs> um, blood. It's a good, uh, you know, Valentine's, you know, card. But when you're looking at stuff like that, holy shit. How misogynistic is rap? Uh, probably a fuck more, a lot more, dude, and probably per album a lot more. Yeah. And obviously, there's probably gonna be somebody who's an expert in that, and they're gonna be like, "You're generalizing now, and, and you gotta stop saying those stereotypes." But however, well, a lot of the songs, let's just say, have a lot of they're very misogynistic. I'm not saying all of them, but the same thing, you know. Uh, What's all? What's the other one? Um, when it comes to what we're talking about, oh, I forgot uh, racism. We'll we'll bring up the whole racist issue with another style of music. Yeah. But you look like you're gonna say something. Yeah. Uh, even like we'll even talk about like the whole rap thing. Like their rap has their or hip hop has their um, same thing as metal. Like you you could even put it next to each other. They have their. Um, they're groups or rappers that that's all I talk about, like, um, in quote, bitches and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but then you also have like NWA that what mm-hmm. they're talking about was going against the system, like public enemy. Real shit. Like talking about what they were going through, mm-hmm. uh, living life as a, as an African American yeah. and the struggles that they were going through, yeah. you know, like. They have their stuff, but um, they're considered like uh, parents didn't like it because they were so like over the edge. But no, but this yeah. is what they're going through. Yeah, and you could put the same thing with metal. The outsiders, same same type of outsiders. Yeah, it's the same thing. They see that these guys are like all in in your face type mm-hmm. of thing, but they really want to let it be known. Hey. We're not taking any more shit. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're going through. This is real life stuff. And then we turn to the metal aspect of it. The death metal stuff. And um, yeah, the music's super aggressive and stuff like that. But if you look into it, some of the stuff that are said in all these songs or these metal bands, the guy, the people that write this stuff, sometimes that's their release. Mm-hmm. They can't, maybe they can't sit next to someone and tell them how they feel right you know they can't say this is this is how we feel it's like no so they're releasing it onto songs right yeah it's a different form of 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 exactly just releasing every every sort of energy or whatever whatever you feel and and i guess it is true for some people it's difficult to just say it instead they do it through music yeah. Uh, I think that's great. You know, I mean, I'm, again, for the amount of time, you know, the I myself have been listening to heavy metal and metal and all kinds of all the subgenres that come with it. I've never once had a violent or aggressive action that I wanted to take towards somebody 
because I'm listening to the music. <laughs> Shit, even when you're in the pit and you're hanging out and you're you know throwing chingazos and you're doing stuff, more often than not, you're doing it in a safe way, but you're just doing it to take out a lot of the crap that, you know, you had a bad week, you had a bad day, you had a bad month. A lot, all of us had a bad year. You know <laughs> what I mean? And for, for sure, a lot of people just want to be able to take out that aggression or take out that those, you know, just whatever we're, you know, whatever we're feeling. It's a, it's a great way to release it. What some people go running, some people go jogging, some people go to jujitsu, some people go boxing. Yeah. Some people will purposely go pick a fight at a bar somewhere because they had a bad week. You know what I mean? Some people beat the shit out of their wives. Some people beat the shit out of their kids. And if you could just channel that energy and that anger in the right way, in the correct ways, man, that's even better, dude. Yeah, I would, mu- I would much rather one of those um wife beaters or guy that beats their kids, I would much rather they go to a metal show and release that energy there yeah, dude, exactly. instead of taking that home. Dude, they don't you know they don't like, deserve that dude. Like no of course not. Um but you know it's just the way everyone's like portrayed like they'll look at you and be like, oh like look at that guy. He must be a Satanist. His long hair and he's wearing black. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. But let's go like for example, <laughs> like let's like Michael Jackson uh-huh. and R. Kelly. Um, you know, Michael Jackson is the king of pop, the king of pop. But but then turns out <laughs> he, I mean, he was accused of a lot of stuff. Right, he liked uh, touching boys or yeah, stuff. potentially touching boys. Yeah, I mean, whether he did it or not. It's there, and he's yeah. accused of. I mean, all there's, that. there's, there was a lot of talk about it. And, yeah, and uh, you know, certainly some people, I think, came out and said, yeah, yeah, you know, and and uh, you know, you're you're gonna have an adult male, pretty much naked, maybe in just his undies, and he's asking these people to have sleepovers. Yeah, with just the kids and no adults, other adult supervision. That's a, that's a fucking wild idea, man. That's fucking yeah. wild, dude. And it's, but uh, their parents were clouded because it was the king of pop and they yeah. wanted the kids. So they looked past everything. Right. But you see a metalhead next to you yeah. and they have your their eye on you because you're going right. to do something crazy. Exactly. And, and who, who was this other dude? R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Dude. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll speak on him too. Yeah. yeah. So obviously he got. Um, <clears throat> He's in prison for, you know, um, having sex with younger women, underage underage girls and stuff. And yeah, he had a rough past as a kid and stuff. But I'll say this. During the time in his songs, this Mm -hmm. is how much these people looked past lyrics. Because he has it in his lyrics. The stuff that he's doing... (laughs) And people looked past it mm-hmm. because it was R. Kelly and his songs were R&B-ish and ooh, got you in the mood right. type of stuff. But they didn't even bother to really look at the lyrics and see exactly what he was talking about. Yeah. Now they look at it now, years later, and they're like... Connect the dots. And they, they're connecting it. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, well now you're connecting it. Yeah. And because he's portrayed to everyone, it's like, oh, look, he's this sexy, smooth guy. Right. 
and he makes the girls go wild. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> but they didn't they didn't even bother to look at him until like years later. <laughs> Which is wild in, in itself because if you look at a lot of death metal lyrics, they're so fucking outlandish. Uh, of especially like Six Feet Under, Chris Barnes, uh, his lyrics, especially. Um, who else? Um, a lot of these death metal bands have like these lyrics that are just so fucking. It's fantasy world, dude. Uh, you really think a fucking person is gonna be killing people and tearing them apart and you know putting their fists down their throat and this and that, dude? I could guarantee you that son of a bitch is gonna get caught at one point. If you're if you're if he's really doing that, if he's actually going out and killing people and and he's writing about it like his fucking diary and let's hey let's use these as lyrics instead. And you really think somebody like that is gonna fucking? Um... Hey man, I think you're pitching a great movie right yeah. there. <laughs> That's true. It's right? like a uh, serial killer in a touring band. <laughs> Cops had no idea he was putting it in all his right. giving clues. He fucking kills somebody in every <laughs> at every date. And, and every date, dude. That's super crazy. <laughs> it's like the cops are finally do- connecting the dots. Connecting the dots. And it so happens that and the tour dates and if you look at the map, it, it makes a pentagram. <laughs> oh, dude. Let's call. Let's call one of the studio execs. But I mean, going back with the whole, also with the whole, you know, racist thing. Yeah. I mean. There are some rappers and some rap songs where they speak out against Hispanics and white people. Uh, there's some country where they're like old school country. David Allen Cove, for example, was the one that he was always talking about hanging people of darker color. You know, yeah, <laughs> he yeah. was like his his fucking lyrics were extreme, dude. Yeah, and all because uh, his wife left them and and whatever and. He was like, oh, she left me for these people or whatever. And I mean, if you listen to those songs, man, that's pretty fucking uh, racist. Um, so it's to me, it's like there's all these different forms and, and negativities and, and sort of the ugly side, I want to say. But I think to be safe and I'll be quite honest with you, I think every style of music, every genre of music has its ugly side. Yeah. Doesn't matter. You know what I mean? There's always going to be something. Um, you know, the whole idea of Satanism, it's no better than the cult, you know, the, the Church of Scientology. You know what I mean? Those guys are fucking nuts. And, I mean, I'd tell you what, I'd rather hang out with a Satanist than one of those guys. Hell yeah. <laughs> so would I, man. Because those, those guys are crazy. Yeah, look at those guys. Look yeah. at the Satanists. All, Satanists are against, like, Going against the grain type of stuff, but... Well, okay, let's talk about that. So, initially, the idea of Satanism is to be your true self and to really be, like you said, against the grain. Don't do everything that everybody's doing. Do your own thing. Yeah. And be independent about it. But don't... For the most part, it's very it's a very private thing. People who are Satanists, they keep it to themselves. They don't fucking... They're not out like vegans. They don't fucking say that they're vegan, right? <laughs> I'm going to take a jab at Mark with that one. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, it's one of those things where, um, yeah, man, it's, I don't know. Satanism, 
has its own little rules and and um, laws that they obey, and and none of them is sacrificing children, yeah, uh, sacrificing people or ritual abuse or anything like that. Yeah. So which yeah. So like, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, like it's all about being yourself and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. like, uh, like a lot of the people that are pro like religion uh like christianity stuff like that the ones that are like super crazy about it like they like to push it on you like why not the way they want you to read the bible why not they take a page out of their own book and Mm -hmm. read something different right now we're talking about just the satanism like why not just look into it and just see what it's i'm I'm not a satanist i'm not saying but i'm just like you know why not just read read it read what it's about if you're so pro like pushing it onto other people why not just maybe sit back and see what they're about yeah do a little bit of homework and and, and this is the same way that it's like when i say i don't like tool ghost whatever i've already listened to their music so i already made up my mind because i had did my homework and I listened to them. I'm not going to just say I hate them just because I hate them. Uh, same way is... Uh, and also, I just want to say for all you Satanists, I, I overly simplified it. I'm not... That's not literally how a lot, a lot of it goes. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. wanted to say that. So, uh, don't at sa- me. The Satanist uh, listening in right now. Yeah. Please don't do a satanic ritual on us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't. We don't want a hex to be hexed. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is that like, you know, a lot of this was really from the fucking, the, the satanic panic from the 80s. Yeah. And we're talking about this. It's, you know, Geraldo and Oprah. Um, they're, they're doing the talk shows and they're having all these people that we saw today was fucking outlandish <laughs> yeah. accusations. Yeah. Like, you know, guy created a story. It he's is just a- like lying to just make up lies. Who knows? They probably one of the producers in Oprah is like, here, I'll pay you money if you make up this yeah. shit. Anyways, but one of the guys who's a part of the Satanic Church, uh, Church of Satan, California, I think, um, he was like, that's all bullshit. Everything you just said is lies because, you know, that's not how any of the things that we work, that's not how we work. None of the members are called this or that. They're not called acolytes. They're not called this. You made up everything. And he was just kind of like proving them. 100% 100% wrong. And the other dude was like, oh, scrambling. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's scrambling my brain with yeah. the satanic mind. That would have been funny if he would have said that. <laughs> dude, how <laughs> funny would it have been, dude? Like, he's like, oh my God. All the people would have been like, oh. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But so you had that. I remember they had, you know, like Gore. You know, they're like, because Gore, they're a bunch of freaks and shit. And, you know, and um, this whole idea of, People, you know, during the satanic panic was, um, you know, people were getting uh, kidnapped. Yeah. People were getting, you know, they were being killed. And Halloween comes and razor blades and, you know, and the apples are in the candy and all this shit. My cat went missing all of a sudden. <laughs> you know, just shit like that. And it was just a big old hype that kind of happened during that time. And. Yeah. What was happening during that time? Well, we had the PMRC also, you know, Tipper Gore. You guys heard her in the beginning, in the intro. 
And, you know, she was talking about how uh, parents really need to be paying attention to what the music, you know, that their kids are listening to. And I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that. I think that's great. You know, they should be listening to the music and, like, get an idea, get, a, get up some vibes of what, you know, what the kids are listening to. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, you know, they had the Filthy 15, which we've talked to, we've talked about this shit a lot. Yeah, yeah. And there's stuff there for sexuality, you know, um, Madonna and stuff like that. But I mean, there's stuff on there for, you know, like rebellion. Just like twist his sister. Oh my god, we're not gonna take it. I know. Oh my god, it's so rebellious. And uh, and I, I love what I mean. D said a tr- what I, I thought was mind blowing when he said that it's no different than the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. we're not gonna take it i'm like dude you're fucking right man that's true like hey king george we're not gonna take it bro and it's the same thing right um but during that time you had all of these fucking things all these issues all these things that are just you know the media is just like being bombarded they're bombarding everybody with all these fucking false accusations of about heavy metal um you know concerts coming through and you know churches uh protesting outside yeah. Yeah. And causing fucking problems. I remember, um, what's his name? Uh, Tony, Tony Iommi was talking about how he had people um, protesting at one of his concerts. And so they had enough, I believe they might have had enough firepower to cancel the uh, the actual concert. The actual event. So... Yeah. He said that the next day or that night that their church burned down or some shit. Oh. <laughs> he was like... Hey, he, he set off an angry fan. <laughs> no shit, right? But he was saying, dude, it had nothing to do with us. And, yeah. And, and shit like that. I mean, dude, it's fucking crazy how stuff like that happens, dude. Yeah. But the it, thing, you know, it's not... I mean, it's not like he did it. Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. It's not like he did it. It's like these people showed up to his show and they wanted to stop it. And they probably pissed off uh, one of his fans because right. he probably paid good money to see him. Probably, <laughs> probably yeah. paid some good money to see Tony Iommi of Black Sabbath. You know, yeah. like <laughs> hell yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is funny is like these guys cover the fucking um, stage with crosses. You know, they were like given to them and they said they knew that they were about protection so they were like well this is what we're going to be about and about crosses and shit it wasn't about evil yeah you know what it was just ridiculous you know <laughs> I mean and then this whole idea of, of sexuality of, of I mean look at the New York Dolls look at all the bands from the 70s Twist Sisters sometimes their nalgas were hanging out yeah, you know yeah. their butts were hanging out you know I mean the shock rock from the and the glam from the 70s and, and onto the 80s yeah. You had all this stuff that was going on, and you know David Bowie. You know, Bowie's, I mean, yeah. for sure, dude. He was the uh, him and, and probably Lou Reed. Yeah, were one of the bigger, you know, stars that were kind of, you know, gender fluid. Let's just say, and they didn't care. They were just like, it's all about the art, you know, and yeah. all about the music. And that's all it care. It's all we should care about. People still saw them. They're calling them names, three letter words. They're calling up all kinds of fucking names, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's like, you know, the idea that that um, supposedly this one guy was taking some sort of silver, 
because um, he was down in the dumps. His health wasn't doing so great, right? So he decided to take some silver. He was, like, ingesting it, and uh, apparently his skin turned blue, right? And I've told this story before. I don't know about I've done it on the podcast. But yeah. So what ended up happening was he was getting death threats uh, in the mail. Like, better get out of here for this neighborhood, you blue motherfucker. Like, he was getting legit death threats to get the fuck out of the neighborhood, right? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so I was like, it doesn't matter, dude. You can't win, right? People will find a way to look at you and see you differently. It doesn't matter. You could be super tall. You could be super short. You could be a chunkers like me, a chumba wumba. <laughs> yeah. You could be skinny, right? Hey, man, but I'll tell you this. If you get knocked, if you get knocked down, <laughs> you get up again. <laughs> that's right. Tub thumping. No, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's the thing too. Is like, you can't. You have to just ignore everything, dude. I mean, ultimately, you can't let all this shit get to you. You know, we'll, we'll come down to we'll we'll get to the part a little bit later when we get to bullies and stuff like that. People who are being bullies and whatnot. But. <sighs> What I wanted to do is kind of move on to one of the next parts, I guess, segue into one of the next parts of, yeah. of one of our topics that we have here. So <clears throat> initially, um, we're looking at the breaking down the anatomy, the, you know, the metalhead, you know, what's what's inside, you know, what's inside the, the noggin? What, is, what are they thinking? Right now, what I wanted to do first is really quick talk about that guy. Um, what's his name? Nag, uh, the Australian dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. He gave a TED talk about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Nats, Nats, what I reckon, Nats, what I reckon, uh, became a sh- you know, little amateur chef, or actually, maybe he is actually a chef now, but. So he did jar sauce, the whole thing. He started doing tomato sauce, and he was like, "Why the fuck are you paying, you know, x amount of money for for tomato sauce when you can make it yourself?" So he did a video. I'm gonna do tomato sauce video, right? So this guy was talking about how, you know, he he was down in the dumps. He just life just wasn't working out for him. You know, yeah. things were not going. School wasn't working out for him. Um, work. You couldn't yeah. find a stable job. Yeah. You know, you just wanted to be on the road. He wanted to play. He wanted to be playing metal. You know, he was a metalhead, you know? Everywhere he went, they viewed him as this dumbass. You know, they saw, oh, this we have this metalhead over here. He's probably some fucking dunce. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like some idiot or whatever. Which we'll get to in a second about how that's not necessarily true. And, well, I mean... He was like, well, what can I do, man? What can I do? So he was down in the dumps. You know, he was already probably mentally drained. And so he was already fucking depressed and whatnot. So the thing that sucks is that he's, you combine all of that. And then the idea that his band was going to take off during the, and then the pandemic fucking hits. And then boom, he's right back to square one, dude. Yeah. Do shit, dude. Mm-hmm. And so he was already, he's, his, Depression hit an all-time high, right? And so he was like, you know, he found a way, though. He found a way. So he started doing those cooking shows. He started doing the cooking on YouTube and doing stuff like that. Stuff that he loved. But now he's like, oh, hey, it's that metalhead that knows how to cook. Now, 
not that metalhead that's a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's yeah. fucking cool when you have stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's just a normal guy. He's a fucking sweetheart if you watch the video. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's funny and, and you know what I mean? It's cool, dude. And then we have one of my buddies on Facebook, Steve Casillo. His son, Daniel Casillo, did this essay. And I'd like to read this essay out for you guys. Or it was somewhat somewhat of a blog of sorts article. I'm not sure exactly. Daniel was 16 during this time. Uh, I'm gonna, I believe it might be 22 right now, 21, 22. Okay. In that age. Uh, and so what's wonderful is you're looking at the uh, at a view point of view from a 16 year old who enjoys this kind of music, right? So let me get to it and let me read it. So here's the big question of the day: Why metal? Am I having a bad day? Do I enjoy headbanging the lyrics the chugging and abstract rhythms well the truth is that metal for me is so complex so intricate as compared to other genres you can go from an acoustic intro or piano solo to a hardcore myriad of abstract rhythms and complex chords in the blink of an eye and it'll all make sense I have yet to find another genre of music so utterly different as metal. Plus, it has dozens of subgenres, ranging from pop metal to deathcore to techno metal and everything imaginable in between, creating a different sound, a different texture for any band to fit in. What amazes me most is how you can symbolize emotion through these songs in so many different ways, from screaming to singing minor chords to major chord progressions the lyrics themselves, the dynamic levels, etc. Melodic metal is one of my favorite genres, attaboy, to, to, to transcribe <laughs> because I never truly began to appreciate it until you take a second and second and listen to everything that's going on and how it all melds together so beautifully into one masterpiece. Lastly, metal is in my comfort zone. Discovering new chords and sounds to use in my own compositions and learning things about music that I haven't discovered before is a wonderful experience as a matter of fact a large number of ideas for melodic lines or chord structures i've created in my classical pieces and marching show and marching show have come from metal every day i hit shuffle on pandora or spotify it always gives me a new song with so many brilliant new ideas i can use metal has a bit of musical everything major chords minor chords syncopation abstract abstract time, key changes, ornaments, tempo alterations, dynamics, contrast, and more. Analyzing these different musical elements, especially as a person with absolute pitch, is an amazing experience you discover because you discover new ways for set elements to mix and meld into something breathtaking. In conclusion, I am perfectly fine. Physically, mentally, and emotionally satisfied. I merely find my inspiration in a musical style is different than most. So before you ask the age-old question, are you all right? Ask yourself this. Self, what do I enjoy about my music? Is it the lyrics, the chord changes, and how they mix the different contrasts and textures within my music? Next, remember that metal has all these elements that your music has, just in a different form. Metal is not just about strumming the lowest note on your guitar 
Your guitar can hit, double kick drums, and screaming until your vocal cords snap. Metal is about the complex emotional journey that artists attempt to take their listeners on, just as country or pop or polka try to do for their listeners. Metal is music just as any other genre. For me, it's all about the diversity in sound. It's what keeps me captivated and gives me motivation. How every song and every artist has its own special touch. Metal is what makes me happy because of these reasons. And I'm proud to call myself a metalhead. And for the metal, and for the record, headbanging rocks. <laughs> and it certainly does. So I want to say thank you to Steve for hooking me up here with this. Uh, uh, and his son, Daniel uh, Casillo. Thank you yeah, guys. Yeah, applause for Daniel, yeah, man. For sure. Yeah, dude, like... I said he hit it right on the head. Yeah. He definitely hit a home run on that one. Yeah, for sure. Like, for sure. Because everything you said on there is is just spot on. Yeah. It's just spot on. Like, because that's initially what it is. Like, um, if a country artist is playing their guitar, you just change the chords a little bit and it turns into a metal song. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's true. Everything from, uh, like you said, to the lyrics, the strumming, to everything. You can even listen to an instrumental metal song mm-hmm. without any lyrics on there. And you, it'll make you feel a certain way. Yeah. And I know we've talked about this. Oh, man. Post-rock and post-metal. Yeah. It's, it's dreamy. Yeah. They don't it's even dreamy, have to man. say anything. Oh, dude. And <laughs> it'll send you, like, your mind into a different world. Dude, it's like... Um... I've not done psychedelics, uh, nor do I plan on taking psychedelics, but I feel like just listening to a lot like uh, explosions in the sky, yeah. stuff like that, um, or God is an astronaut. Like you go on those trips, dude, like you feel like you're going somewhere else. And that's why for me, it's dangerous when I'm driving. <laughs> I'm like, okay, no post metal when I'm driving. Um, cause you just like, you start looking at the clouds and shit, you know? Um, but yeah, man. Like, I think this is one of the one of the ideas is that we're we're fucking human, dude. We're all human, and and we all have our own needs, and we all have we all listen to what we listen to. Ultimately, I think that's what it comes down to. Um, my anger, and I think my my um, the thing that I don't like, I could say, about pop music is just why I get upset is because little effort and stupid crazy uh money like they get so much out of it when they put so little into it yeah yeah and when you get you know obviously it's not those people's it's not their fault yeah they're just they just happen to be at the right place at the right time and they hit a home run with you know financially but you know you know i feel bad because a lot of these metal artists and uh, metal bands and and people and especially now during the pandemic, they try and they try and they try and, and you know they they barely make enough to to get by, and they're not rich. I mean, you have to hit it the way fucking Metallica hit, yeah. To not worry about money anymore, or and I'm I'm gonna presume uh, Megadeth are very they're very much well off also as well. I think probably a lot of the big four, right? Yeah, they're probably very well off. They don't need any help. But the thing is that not everybody has that. Uh, 
you know, look at Devin Townsend. He's always asking for, you know, fundraisers and shit like that for things. And, and, and he releases new stuff. You know, but he puts out quality products, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, dude. But the thing is, is that it's interesting to me how it sucks for all these groups to put maximum effort and then uh, a minute return in their, in what they spent. Yeah. And, you know, the energy, the, the... All the, all the talent that the they talent, have. Dude, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's incredible. You know, I, I would wish to go to a planet where, you know, all alternate universe... Where it's like pop music, you pay get paid little, and then the metal musicians get paid yeah, lots. Yeah. I would love to see that. How yeah. how you know the tables have turned. Right? But it's like a bizarro world. Yeah, man, a bizarro world of fucking um with metal. <laughs> like like look, uh I'm not hating on pop and I'm not hating on like country music or anything like that. Granted Country music isn't my cup of tea. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go into my car and throw on country music and be like, Uncle Ron Stone Cowboy type stuff. Yeah, yeah. Nothing like that. <laughs> uh, it's not my preference. Right. To some people, it is. Uh, pop music, like you said, it takes. Um, they might have a great voice, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of those people, like like Beyonce, has writers. Yeah, they all have writers. They have writers. And then also sometimes those people, they're banking on just their voice. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them lip sync mm-hmm. uh, in their live performances. Mm-hmm. Um, now you compare that to metal and it's like, these guys are straight up, it's their actual voices. They can't They can't afford a fucking yeah. uh, lip sync. They, the they'll, they'll get the caught. Fan, the fans will go and kick that, their ass. They'll dude. get caught super quick. Yeah. Um, going back to, you know, uh, how I'm going to take it back a few steps, Mm -hmm. like metal, like metal dudes, the way they're dressing, like a band t-shirt, maybe long hair, jeans, jeans or whatever, black. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you're a country guy, you're going to be dressing with the cowboy hat. It's like going to like, uh, that bar here in El Paso whiskey dicks, you know, (laughs) all these country guys, uh. And it's just like, okay, well, then you're dressing like that and you look like a total dork or something. But then you're looking at me and you're like, oh, look at this Satanist kid. Yeah. He looks like a dork. Yeah. And you're like, no, you look like a dork. Yeah. Man. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's the it's same the, it's thing. It's Spider-Man. It's, they're pointing, pointing at each other. Yeah. It's, that's what you it know, is. <laughs> it's like, but you're here thinking I'm a Satanist and I'm here thinking you're going to go... Oh, wrangle up some cow or something. I don't know. <laughs> you're going to go beat up your girl. Yeah, or something <laughs> like that. You're going to get home drunk and go give her a few licks or something. It's like uh, Urban Cowboy. You're going to go and argue and hook up with some chick in the city. And All right, we're going too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great movie, by, great movie, by the way. I, I love Urban Cowboy. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't love it. I don't love I do. it. It's great. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's such a fucking toxic story, dude. Like, that shit... Wouldn't fly these days, I think, if they yeah. were to make it. That's too toxic, I think. Plus all the, you know, cancel culture. Yeah, they would. <laughs> but anyways, we I'm way off topic. Yeah, we're going to the anatomy of a... So, we're looking at the anatomy. So, what makes a metalhead, right? So, in terms of, for, for people who are not too keen or understand, I guess, us, right? Metalheads. Um... If you look at why we enjoy the music, 
it's one way or another, some way, somehow, we are able to relate to it. Maybe we had a past trauma, maybe not. Maybe just something we're naturally gravitate towards uh, a lot of times. It's just that. Um, you know, it certainly built itself up for me, I think, with, um, I guess I want to say Metallica. Yeah. And then I was really like listening to Primus and Les Claypool's fucking wild. Uh, He'll send you on a ride with his bass. Yeah. And went on his big brown beaver. <laughs> yeah. Right? Fucking, fucking video of fucking rules, man. If you guys watch Beavis and Butthead, you'll remember what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, um, it just it it just became this thing where I just wanted something a bit more heavier, more aggressive. And then it just kind of branched out to this monster that it is now. And it's never, you know, you're I'm still constantly looking and still curious. And that's another, uh, I think, trait, I would say, is uh, metalheads, to me, seem a lot of them seem to be very intellectual people who are always doing research. You know, they're always yeah. looking for stuff. Uh, and I, I remember doing research in terms of doing your own research, right? You're, you want to uh, read between the lines in terms of the, the lyrics, trying to see if they fit, you know, what are they about? Um, dissecting the cover of an album, looking for more music out there related to stuff that you're listening to, and just doing your own research, playing instruments, and yeah. how that relates to the arts, and how that relates to school, how a lot of these people end up um, good students in school, you know what I mean? Not all of them, because... Some some people are just like fuck school, man. I just want to play my guitar, man. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you're good, then if you're good, then all right, well, by all means, yeah. But but yeah, man. Like uh, like that. For example, like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a lot younger, like I got into, of course, uh, I got captivated by the image, yeah, of certain bands like Slayer, and then. Uh, Metallica and then of course like Motley Crue I think we talked also about the number of the beast now from uh, Iron Maiden yeah I think it's a great album cover it's a great album cover yeah. um, but you know that's one of those things where like you see it and you're like captivated by what you're seeing right and you're like oh dang but then as like I started getting a little bit older like I started branching off onto other things and that was the good thing about metal is that like in the little in the blog thing that you just read branches onto so many subgenres because it's it progresses so much into other things and uh you can make someone angry you can make someone sad you can make someone energetic you can you know uh send someone on a dreamscape yeah thing and I, i started branching off into like a lot of things uh later and I feel like in your mind being able to do that when it comes down to like metal music, it makes you more open minded right. about things in the real world. Mm-hmm. How to talk to someone, how to um how to view people, um people of color, people of different religions, right. people of anything, you know, um fat people, short people, tall people um skinny people you know you learn how to talk to them because 
you've opened your mind so much to all these different types yeah. of music that you know okay like i know how to talk to people and i know not to judge them on certain things um because we're constantly getting judged because we're constantly getting judged exactly um me for example um when i work obviously i don't look like a like a metalhead or anything um but i'll get the hey you're a rocker huh <laughs> I'll be like, like, yeah, I guess. Like, whatever that means. Right. Like, whatever that means. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but then I get into my I get into my car and I'm blasting, like, uh, I'll blast, like, Prodigy or something. <laughs> 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 like, like, techno 90s Prodigy and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I've learned to appreciate music like that, too. Yeah. By listening to metal. And I like... 90s dance hits and i like uh new wave and goth wave and synth wave and all that stuff and just like hey man i'm a metalhead and what do you like oh i like this uh synth wave band oh i like synth wave too right you know stuff like that uh you know and that's what it is it's just being able to um open your mind to those things yeah, I, and I think ultimately it is about being open-minded. And, like, I've, 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 I've always said this before, and I've said it in the past, that we're, as metalheads, and in terms of listening to music, we're on one end of the spectrum and are able to... You could put our dial on any... And on the spectrum when it comes to different music. Yeah. And we can uh, react to it. We can be okay with it. We can take it or leave it. But not be like, oh, that's satanic. What is this bullshit? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't understand the lyrics. What is this crap? And then freak out about it. No, because we're already coming from music that's so aggressive and heavy and in your face already that by comparison everything just is like fucking pale and just mild you know what i mean so it's like we're able to do that however people who are on the other opposite end who don't normally listen to heavy metal it's much more difficult for them to dial in and and go to the other side of the spectrum and be like listening to the stuff that we listen to uh, because they're gonna be like holy shit no dude um that's too extreme for me yeah yeah you know it's 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 crazy how that works, but I mean that's how it is. And there's a there's uh certain bands, for example, that um I listen to a lot. Uh, I listen to a lot of Anathema, mm-hmm. or and and how do, how do you say it? I say Anathema. I say Anathema. 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 I don't even know. Anathema. Anathema. Right. How do you say it? I listen to a lot of that and beautiful, beautiful music, dude. Beautiful music, and. For, um, like, dialing it down to, like, a band like that, it's like, and I love it. Yeah. And I love it, dude. A lot of the stuff that they, that they sing about, Heartbreak, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. Heartbreak and uh, Loss of Family Members. Yeah, the, yeah. Stuff like that. Um, yeah. So sometimes when people, like, bring music like that to my attention... Uh, I try to well take a listen to to this band. It, they're not like full on metal, but if it's your thing, like 
I'll say like listen to this band like very beautiful you um you try to like slowly get them in yeah like involved like listen to this band and maybe you listen to them maybe you'll start to reincarnation yeah, exactly and I know a couple of weeks ago we hung out and we were listening to that song um um well one that has it's the, a date the numbers like it's a date yeah and it's about 15 minutes long yeah it's a house of cards and different names it's got three different titles yeah and um it's on the acoustic verses yeah and i the more i listened to it and then i was like well let me look into this song mm-hmm. i found out that it's about world war Two. right yeah and i wasn't a hundred percent sure because I give you like this is what I thought it was about, but you're yeah. like no man, um, it's about World War Two, but it's a soldier no. Yeah. And so then you said that, and I started looking at it. The I started looking it up too, like lyrics, like uh, interpretation. Yeah. And other people were getting the same thing too. Yeah, and you know, like from there, they're talking about history. Mm-hmm. They're talking about history right there. It's not mm-hmm. about. It's not about. Um, sacrificing a chicken or or a goat or anything like that. It's about uh, the World War Two, like yeah. uh, the the journey that a soldier went through during the war yeah. and the killings that he did and the images that he's seen and yeah. stuff like that and, and it's, how it's affecting him. And that's that. And people fail to see that, right? You know, and then but. If I can put someone onto a specific band and then they branch off into other bands, and there I am opening someone else's that was mind. That's it. That's all you need. Man. It's like there just, I planted the seed, and then yeah. it's just growing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the thing too is that people under, should understand. Hopefully, again, preaching to the choir, everybody. Yeah. Everybody should know. Um, Iron Maiden, dude. Those guys are have a history. Uh, they do history lessons in all their albums. Yeah. Uh, you know, and pretty much like the Trooper and. Um, which is the other like Power Slave uh, Power Slave dude Fucking Power Slave specifically that one I mean yeah. there's just a lot of if you're gonna learn your history l- listen to Iron Maiden yeah. and listen to like the first what um, what's Bruce Dickinson joins is it like it's uh, Number of the Beast Number of the Beast and then it's um, what's it called uh, Peace of Mind mm-hmm. the Flight of Icarus yeah, the flight of Icarus. The flight of Icarus, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, they're talking about Icarus. That's yeah. like, what the hell? Like, yeah, you know, it, it's. I mean, there's some people who talk about war. Bolt thrower does that. I know Lemmy and Motorhead. They talked about war oftentimes, um, and I mean, he uses at least he. He's a hard, you know. He was he was hardcore into it, so he could talk to you about all that stuff, uh, but. Not anymore, I'm sorry. But he was able to talk about all that stuff in the past. Yeah. You know I mean? So there's it's not just about oh it's fucking noise and let's make noise, dude. Like and I hate to say it, but I mean even even if you're looking at uh Five Finger Death Punch and, and the some of the shit that they say, uh obviously a lot of the music is fucking stupid and dumb. And those are the guys that I see kind of giving metal a bad name. But some of those songs that they have are for like, you know, um, war, you know, about the soldiers, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. And that's cool. That in itself is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, the charity, everything that they do is great. And there's a lot of bands that do stuff like that. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, like, it's one of those things where for some people, it's it's not just a hobby. It's an actual passion. It's 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 for it's 
it's for life, dude. It's not just something that, you know, if somebody who listened to it for a few years and then that they start, yeah, it's over. They were never real metalheads, dude. Yeah. It was just a phase for them. And I mean, you know, I always tease my dad and I'm like, hey, man, it's been, you know, uh, 27 years or a little bit more. Like, is it still a phase? You know, is it still is it still a phase? And it's like, <laughs> he's like, no, I think I knew it hasn't been a phase for a long time now. You know, like he, but, you know, there's. With that being said, I mean, what are some of the benefits, you know, for some people? And obviously it's that we always fucking, um, again, preaching to the choir. We're always saying that it's so therapeutic, dude. You know, whether you had a great day or a bad day or you're going to pump yourself up to, you know, you're going to go shopping. (laughs) (laughs) About to go to Walmart in this pandemic. Don't cross (laughs) cross me, Karen. I'm about to drop you. No Karens. And, you know, you're going to try to mentally prepare yourself for stuff. Like, you know, you're going to go to work, man. You got to go to work. Yeah, what are you going to do? And and it's like during lunchtime, man, I'm almost there halfway through the day. I'm going to pump myself up. You know, it's therapeutic. Guitar World did a study, um, or or they released information about a study done that it helps with anxiety. We know that, but it also helps with fucking blood pressure. Yeah, to lower help lower your blood pressure. Now that's incredible. Stuff like that is awesome. Um, so you know, next time, and and I guess it's for stuff. It's for people who enjoy it. You know, I remember MythBusters did a thing on music yeah and they did like um country and they did all this other stuff and i think one of them was just i think what's her name the redhead something byron she was like screaming Mm -hmm. like ugly things like i hate you and die and things like that and that those fucking plants died right away but when the one that was lasted the one that was the happiest and the Hmm. the you know, was the one that was listening to heavy metal, dude. That plant grew to be the best and the biggest. So I thought that's pretty cool that even fucking plants yeah. and trees love fucking metal. You dude, know, for you know real, man. Like they know, like they know. Yeah. Um, another good thing about like this whole thing is uh, how we could just bring people together, man. That's the the camaraderie about it. Yeah, man. like there's been so many times that. Um, I connect with someone just because they like my shirt. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. Yeah. We can go to a show and then somebody from like across the room, "Ah, I like your shirt, dude. And they'll just start, you just start chatting. Yeah. Or maybe even in the most randomest places, um, they'll be like, dude, that's a great shirt. Yeah. Oh, Hey, thanks man. Are you going to go to that show tonight? It's like, what show? Oh, this is band playing and stuff like and then right there, you already start making the connection. Yeah, you start making the connections there. And and then from there, it's just like, maybe that's a, a one-off, that connection that you had with someone. But maybe during that small moment, it was a bright thing that happened because you guys connected in a certain way. Yeah. What if that guy was having a bad day? Or what if you're yeah. having a bad day? And all of a sudden, you're walking at the grocery store being all pissed off because you hated your shift at work or something and or people or, suck at driving or, or maybe your girlfriend broke up with you that day and there you are metal. and then someone's like hey man i really dig your shirt what if the 
what if your girlfriend breaks up with you and you're at the you're at the grocery store and another girl metalhead is like, hey, I like your shirt. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, you know? man. Something like that. It's just <laughs> even the the small interactions right. of like being acknowledged and yeah and having that conversation. Maybe it could lead to a friendship moving forward. Yeah, and and the idea of someone acknowledging versus somebody judging. Yeah. It's so much fucking better, dude. Versus being like, oh, look at this guy. Ooh, ooh. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, well, fuck you too then, dude. Like, you don't fucking, don't like it, then name all away, don't listen to it then. Yeah. But don't be an asshole to me. At the end of the day, that's what we all, that's what I was saying. We're all just people, man. Um, but when someone acknowledges and you're like, you know, go to, um, I guess we go show to, we go, we've gone to shows in Phoenix and, and Austin and, different parts of the Denver and the different parts, you know, shit, even 70,000 tons of metal when people are just like, Oh, I love your shirt. Like they're just constantly yeah, always yeah. like, and that's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Because dude. you're just like, it opens up for a conversation. Yeah. It opens up for socializing and, 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 and with people who are like-minded who want to talk to you. Yeah. Instead of looking at you in a certain way and be like, ah, let's look at this fucking son of a bitch. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this, metal has no, uh, metal does, metal has no color, metal has no, um, language, right. metal has no, nothing like that. Uh, I'll tell you this, I'll tell you a story. I went, uh, when was it? 2019? 2019. I went to go see, uh, in Phoenix, I went to go see, um, Gojira. Mm-hmm. Uh, Behemoth, um, Volbeat was on it, which was one off. Which is I'm That's not cool. I'm not I a like, big fan of Volbeat, but I love them, dude. But I saw them live, and I was like, "Yo, Volbeat rules!" Yeah, they're pretty bad. Yeah, they have a what's his name from Anthrax, one of the guitarists. The guitarist. Yeah, yeah. And um, Slipknot was the main thing, and my dad, he's like, "I really want to see Behemoth," and he likes Slipknot too. He hasn't. He's never really heard Gojira, but he's like, and I was like, all right, let's make it happen. So we went to Phoenix and uh, he wanted to buy a behemoth shirt. And my dad likes Ghost. Right. My dad likes Ghost. My dad is, now he's 60, but at the time he was, what, 58? Uh, I think so, yeah, 58. And uh, he was wearing a Ghost shirt and we were in line um, to get a, a behemoth shirt. Right. And uh, these dudes that were, I think they were behind us or in front of us. One of those uh, young guys, they looked maybe mid, late 20s. Uh, they tell my dad, hey man, that's a sick shirt. I really like that shirt. Uh, did you go, did you see them or what? My dad doesn't speak a lick of English. And my dad's like, yeah, yeah, like, you know. Like, he understands it, but it's right. just like, yeah. And he's like, damn, how was it? Was it a good show? My dad's like, yeah. <laughs> and I was there, and I was just, like, seeing the whole thing. And I was, yeah. and then I, like, interjected, and I was like, yeah, dude. Like, uh, we saw him. And he's like, uh, did you see him here? And it's like, uh, nah, we're from El Paso. Like, and he's like, oh, damn, you guys are from El Paso? Yeah. And stuff like that. And it's like... Just being in line and my dad not knowing a lick of English and these guys just started talking to him because of the shirt that he had and they liked 
to bend. Right. Um, and right then in itself, it just goes to show, like, what you said, like, the camaraderie in there. The com- yeah. Camaraderie. Am yeah. I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I said it messed up. No, no. But um, right there in itself, it's just like, yo, dude, we don't know this guy. Right. And he's talking to my dad, who's from Juarez, Mexico, and they connected just by that in itself. Yeah. And right there, like, that's just like a little moment that happened. And I'm sure it made my dad feel good. And he's just like, hey, this guy liked my shirt, Hell you know, yeah. brought a smile to his face. And then maybe later he's going to be sporting his behemoth shirt. And so it's going to be like, nice shirt. Yeah. You know, you yeah. like, uh, um, you like Belfagor yeah. or something like that, you know? <laughs> So like that. <laughs> yeah, it just branches. This whole conversation from stuff like that can start just branching off. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we're talking about right now. It's just, that's the anatomy anatomy of this. It's just how it does good Yeah, for a lot of people. Yeah, the, the idea of, of socializing and, and with people who acknowledge and are willing to compliment you and... You know, I've, you know, I've seen some metalheads who are dicks, and you like, yeah. hey, nice shirt, and they're like, because I'm not like in my metal gear, you know, <laughs> I'm not in my metal attire. I'm with my fucking sandals, <laughs> and and I look like a fucking dork because I, sometimes I wear shirts from like that are comfortable uh, for work and not like metal shirts and stuff like that. Because uh, I'm not gonna be wearing my metal shirts at home. That's fucking weird. Because I'm at home, dude. You know, for me, it's like I want to wear my metal shirts when I go out so people could see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? To represent, you know what I mean? At home, I know who the fuck I am. I'm at home. It's, I'm me, dude. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? I don't want I don't prove to myself. Anyways, I'm just being dumb. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> so it's like, they're like, this dork, he's saying I have a nice shirt. Like, he knows who the fuck this band is. Yeah. And it's like, do you know who you're talking to? And, and it's like, they have no idea. Right? Yeah. You know, it's like, whatever over their heads you know this idea also that i wanted to bring up before we um continue with um the whole mental health and bullies is um i just love how a lot of people really love dio you know what i mean and how dio is like such an important um part i think of heavy metal and the history of heavy metal and the devil horns and When you're looking at something, the, the, the Maloik, when you're looking at that and the way that people are like, oh, well, that, those are the devil horns. That's evil. And it's like, no, dude, it's protection from evil. Yeah. The Maloik, which is the devil horns, you know, it, it comes from that. Um, I'm not sure what background he is, but it's like Italian and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of like this gypsy, weird type uh-huh. thing going on. Um, gypsy culture. I don't know. But... The devil horns are not f- for evil or you're not throwing evil at people. You're protecting, you know, it's, that's what it com- comes from. Yeah. And so when he started using it, whether it was in rainbow or was it in black Sabbath or whatever, when he started using it, he kind of made it a thing where it's just literally worldwide, dude. Like everybody uses it. Yeah. And if they use it the other way, I mean, if you're using it like this, you're a dumbass. With, that that with, means money? 
That with means the, I love you. Oh, does it? The, with your thumb sticking out. Yeah. That I, means I, I thought it meant you. money. Yeah. Or maybe it could be. I don't know. But if you look at um, uh, Brother Metal. Okay. Mm, mm, what is it? Fratello Metallo or something like that. Okay. That Italian monk. Okay. He's an Italian monk who did... He's like doing heavy metal. Yeah. You're, look for him, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fratello Metallo, I think that's what it's called. And he's just monk who does fucking heavy metal, dude. And he sounds like fucking the guy from uh, what's his name, Duhas, the uh, Rammstein. Oh R- yeah, yeah. Rammstein. He sounds like them, like well, the the singer. And then he's like doing this, like okay. he's doing that the, with the I love you. So his version is instead he changes the double horns to that. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty cool. I think that's kind of. Uh, kind of neat when he does yeah. that shit but the you know. deal the, the the deal thing uh i think uh he said it uh in an, and i think i said it on the behind the music did mm. he ever he had it behind the music i think he might have done it there he also no, did a, a headbanger's journey yeah it might have been there or it might have been like one of those things that vh1 used to do mm-hmm. like uh like those all-time lists type oh things. right might have been one of those two it might have also been a headbanger's journey mm-hmm. Where he says that every time he'd go out, his grandma yeah. would do the, like the protection, the protection thing, yeah. and she'd go like that to him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's that was Headbanger's journey. Yeah, yeah. Like she would do like the whole. Right now, would people do devil horns yeah. at the concerts or shows? But she used to do it towards him, like whenever he'd leave yeah. somewhere for protection. Right. Uh, yeah, and that's and he used it in his live shows yeah and how funny is it that he's like one of the nicest sweetest fucking most caring very relatable person on earth yeah and uh sociable talkable not antisocial. yeah and then you have gall with his wine glass <laughs> uh satan it's like Satan. Satan. <laughs> His little wine cellar. I was like, come on, guy. Shut up, dude. <laughs> we, even us, we know that he's being such a fucking doofus. And yeah. You're fucking nerd. <laughs> Satan. Like, dude, you're not. I ain't buying what you're selling, man. That shit's fucking funny, though. Um, but, <laughs> so let's go, let's get down to it, man. So metal, metal. Bullies and mental health, right? And how it affects us and how it affects people. Yeah. And we're already, we're kind of already sort of latching onto that right now when we're talking about, you know, someone compliments your shirt and they talk about stuff and you make small talk and it's like, fuck yeah, that's cool. Someone noticed, uh, you know, because it's pretty cool that happens. Uh, but then there's just people who are just downright nasty and they just uh, have no problems, especially now with social media. Um, relating this nasty information to you and letting you know how much they feel and how much of a piece of shit you are or how much of a, you know, that you shouldn't exist and that you should probably end yourself and and this and that, right? And it starts happening in elementary. It starts mm-hmm. happening, you know, maybe you're just kind of a weirdo that you like serial killers, you know, you just don't like sports. Uh, it starts, you start getting older, you start getting into middle school, you keep continuing with this stuff and... You start wearing black. You start wearing metal shirts. And oftentimes, what is it? Slipknot, Metallica, Megadeth, uh, Misfits, shit like that, right? 
And people start judging you. They're like, oh, you're wearing all these skeletons and skulls and things, and you're fucking evil, dude. And they start telling you, and it starts getting into your fucking head, man. Yeah. And it starts getting into your fucking head. No one wants to hang out with me. Everybody always says ugly things to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, am I really worthless? You know, and, and it starts getting to the, some people. It starts to get to them. And it starts to really get to their mental health to the point where Columbine happens. Right, mm-hmm. you get these two guys who fucking shut up the school. Even them, I don't even think they blame heavy metal themselves on it. They just, they, I don't even think they were real metalheads. I'm not sure. Um, but it's so easy for the social, uh, for the media, to be fucking saying, "Oh, it's the music that did it," mm-hmm. instead of these fucking twats, these assholes, these fucking whoever it was, whether it was jocks or the. Whatever group is, you know, that was talking shit and, you know, they should be held accountable and should be responsible Yeah. for the shit that they say because it fucking hurts some people, dude. You know, it doesn't, isn't, isn't like somebody's going to fucking forget about it. You know, you're dealing with people, especially when you're dealing with teenagers who are still, they haven't fully developed and they, ha- they have all these things going on with their minds. Mm-hmm. Their hormones are going crazy. Um, they don't know how to express themselves, you know, emotionally, they don't know how to, they're shit. Even people in our age of thirties, we still don't know how to do that shit. You know what I mean? (laughs) So much less a a teenager, dude, who doesn't know how to address this, you know, and they're being told, go kill yourself. And they're being told this because your music sucks and you're different and you're weird and you smell like fucking beef jerky or some shit you know what i mean <laughs> oh damn awesome you smell beef good hey <laughs> <laughs> man I'm, you smell good right you smell good bro <laughs> you send me a piece of that corn for later <laughs> send me a piece of that corn <laughs> but it's 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 wild man it's wild the idea that you know you're telling these people and you're being so, so ugly and nasty to these people who are just minding their own business yeah, you know? yeah, and what what happens? They start becoming antisocial. They start making their lists, you know, like yeah, you know who's gonna be on their list. Yeah, they just they, uh, you know they. I mean, they're just like socially awkward. They become socially. Yeah, awkward. they become socially awkward, yeah. or maybe if they're already socially awkward, maybe, um, like how we've explained before, it's like maybe they're already socially awkward, so they listen to metal because they connect yeah. with some of the lyrics that they're talking about, and also it being outsider music. Yeah, already, like it, it, it's it's like making it look bad all across because as it is, they're socially awkward, and then they're listening to metal music, which is not really something that's uh, rainbows to people. Yeah, so they automatically they're already like. This guy's fucking weird. And he listens to his fucking music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So right then in itself, it's just like, okay, they're putting this person down. But let's say uh, they listen to something completely different, like Luke Bryan or something. <laughs> like, what if they're at home listening to Luke Bryan all day? That's Beavis. He <laughs> looks just like Beavis. Beavis yeah. Like, they're listening to him. And then he... Um, I'm being a bully. My bad. I'm sorry. Luke. I'm sorry, Luke. <laughs> well, hopefully he doesn't hear this. <laughs> no, I hope he does. I'm sorry. I said I'm sorry, sir. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, you know, 
Like, what happens then? Yeah. Like, are they going to say, this person was listening to Luke Bryan's music. That's what made him do this. It's like, no. Because Luke Bryan doesn't look a certain way. They're going to say, yeah. like, oh, he was really depressed and stuff like that. They're going to go the, the, the more normal yeah. route. Now, the, okay, so let's talk about that, too, now. This whole idea that heavy metal makes people aggressive. The heavy metal makes people murder people. Mm-hmm. The heavy metal is willing to do that to people. Now, in my estimation, I would say the heavy metal has been around, I don't know, what, 50, 60 years maybe. Well, how about we talk about when people were listening to like fucking Mozart, Beethoven, uh, Wagner, and they're listening to them and they're like, oh, I'm getting pumped. <laughs> I'm going to go fucking murder somebody. You know, Jack the Ripper, is that what happened with him? You know, like, what happened with all these people who <laughs> were, like, listening to this uh, operatic, you know, classical type music? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you're right. You're right, dude. Mozart was right. I'm going to fucking shank some people. You know, I'm going to start killing people and shit like that. Like, it's ridiculous to think that music is what's um, making people aggressive or making people want to kill people. Um <laughs> If you're really wanting to do stuff like that, and let's talk with let's talk about uh, Judas Priest uh, and Ozzy Osbourne, mm-hmm. when the teens back in the '80s and late '70s, I believe it was in the '80s though, who killed they killed themselves two separate cases, nothing to do with each other, but you know they brought in Judas Priest and they had to like examine the music and they did all this. And they brought in a sound expert and they found no evidence relating it. And and that the music makes people kill themselves. Yeah, that is that's fucking ridiculous. Again, if you're looking if you're gonna kill yourself. That's a fucking commitment, dude. If you're gonna commit to killing yourself, read the fucking lyrics. Read the lyrics, especially "Suicide Solution." Mm-hmm. It's it's the opposite. It's yeah. not. It doesn't mean to kill yourself, fucking dingus. It doesn't mean that, dude. It doesn't mean that. And that's what bothers me. It's like, dude, if you're gonna be so hardcore, man. Uh, and <laughs> that makes no sense to me. It makes no <laughs> yeah, sense. Yeah, no, I feel you, man. But it's uh, they basically they just want to put it out there. And it's it's a witch hunt, basically. What it is is like, oh, he was listening to Judas Priest, <laughs> or he was listening to Ozzy Osbourne, and that's what made that's what that's what did it. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's like the Salem witch trials. Yeah, the Salem back witch then trials. they. They'd see a, a woman and uh, let's say this guy liked this girl and she's like, I don't like you in that yeah. way. Yeah. She's a witch. She turned me into a new. Yeah, <laughs> so like that. Like she made me feel weird inside. Yeah. She's a witch. Yeah. You know, and then it's just like, witch, 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 yeah, witch. Yeah, all of a sudden. You know, and they want to burn them. Yeah. And they want to burn them because, I don't know, maybe they said something weird. You know, or maybe they said yeah. something out of context, or yeah. maybe they maybe they looked at someone in a different way, yeah. and all of a sudden, it's, all you had to say was "witch," yeah. and then that pitted Boom. everyone against that one person. It's game over after that. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. Something bad happens, and it's automatically video games. Video games, and if were they listening to heavy metal? No, no, they were listening to. Um, uh, What's it called? Tony Braxton. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first person that came to my head. I just, 
Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Mambo number five. It's like, yeah, they're listening to Lou Bega. <laughs> you know, they're listening to Lou Bega, you yeah. know. It's like, no, they were driving Lou Bega uh, <laughs> on repeat. And I was like, I'll tell you this. If I was listening to Lou Bega on repeat, I'd want to kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a bad joke. <laughs> but, you know, let's say the, the last song they listened to was that. They can't, they can't make anything of that. Right. It's like... You can't relate it. They can't. They can't. They can't make a story of that. You know, that's funny too, because it's like you're you're actually helping out the bands. You know, Bob Dole was talking about Cannibal Corpse and blah blah blah, and it's like free publicity. Like you're you're helping out these metal bands too. I hope you guys know that, by the way, when you're talking about them, because the kids are going to be kids. They're going to listen to it whether. You want them to or not. Yeah. So, you know, in a safe manner and allow them to listen to it probably would be okay. Um, <laughs> but I just think it's funny how, you know, when there's no accountability for being an asshole, for being a bully, uh, bad shit could happen. And, I mean, truly bad shit could happen. Um, you Man, know, fuck. let's... Talk with the, the main topic of, of today. The main topic of today, which was inspired by, if you saw the Elisa Lamb series on Netflix, uh-huh. uh, if you've seen the HBO docuseries Paradise Lost, not the book but, and not, not the band, but the series, docuseries Paradise Lost, uh, from HBO. I think there's parts one, two, and three. Following the West Memphis three. But first, let's talk about... Let's talk about Elisa Lamb. So, she was at the Cecil Hotel in, in was it Los Angeles, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, went missing. They found her. The rooftop water tank. There's absolutely no fucking clue. They had no clue as to how she could have gotten up there. Camera angles were fucking weird. The one in the elevator was kind of creepy. If you don't, if you're just thinking something supernatural, mm-hmm. definitely creepy. Um, ultimately, you know, they they dialed it down to oh she didn't take her meds, went through an episode, and really bad things happened to her. The series in itself is incredibly interesting, so you, so you should watch it. I would recommend it. However, third episode out of the out of four episodes, the third one, they start talking about this one dude, Pablo or Pablo Vergara, which I'm trying to think, I'm trying to wonder, um, I'm wondering if he's from uh, is it Mexico from Mexico? I'm not sure. He's I don't remember from. Well, I mean, obviously it's California, but I'm not sure if he's like, yeah. from Mexico. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Basically, let me kind of bring it back a little bit. So during this docu-series, the Lisa Lamb docu-series, web sleuths, as they call them, or web detectives um, and private detectives are trying to figure out what happened to Elisa Lamb. You know, where did she disappear? Yeah. Uh, well, they, they saw that this guy, Pablo Vergara, he had stayed at the same hotel. And, oh my God, he stayed the same month as she did. And the same days that she did. 
and really quick there's a train coming so I want to apologize let that roll a little bit yeah <laughs> before I tell the story so anyways they reach out to him a lot of different people are reaching out to him uh, he posted some pictures of him being in the hotel uh, I don't know if it was on Instagram or somewhere and he started posting different you know he was a musician he did he does you know he does a lot of black metal music and he does art stuff and video stuff and film filmography and different things like that and for sure you know it was uh, they, they were reaching out to him and not in a very nice and pleasant way they were attacking him and they were telling we know you fucking murdered her we know that you killed a uh, Elisa Lam and you know, you're, this dude's like, what the fuck? What is, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, he's like, this is all news. This is news to me. I killed her. And he's like telling them, no, dude, you're wrong. You know? And they're like, oh, we hope you fucking kill yourself. Fucking murderer. And uh, you deserve to die. And you're a piece of shit. You're going to fry. And like, they told them everything in the book. Any sort of negative connotation that you can think of, it was all thrown at him. And he was accused. And they were like, did you listen to the music? They were like saying, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. did you listen to the music? Oh my God, it's like so evil. And like, clearly what some of the lyrics are saying that like he says that like he murdered her. Hello. And it's like, whoa, like where do you get all that? You know, where are you getting all that information, lady? Uh, and so like, they were like, oh my God, to see the way he dresses and the way his, his hair is paint and, you know, did the corpse paint yeah. stuff. Um, and so it got to the point where Pablo was like, look, dude, I didn't fucking do it. And they're like still insisting that he did. Apparently he went through this huge depression and because he wasn't, he didn't have the, the will to want to write music anymore to do anything that he really loved to do. And he wanted to kill himself. He, he did so unsuccessfully. Uh, when finally he decided, I, th I believe he, he showed evidence that he was innocent. And he was like, yeah, I was at the hotel the same days that she was there. But the year prior, uh -huh. the year before even any of this shit even happened. Right? Yeah. Not a fucking, you know, just all you hear from them was silence. Not an apology. Not like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry for accusing you. And I'm so sorry for fucking you up mentally. And I'm so sorry that you we got to, to, to the point where you wanted to kill yourself. And we're, so, you know, not even a sorry. We took away your fucking favorite thing and write music, you know, writing music and whatnot. No apologies. This is what I'm saying, that there needs to be... Uh, some sort of, uh, you know, you, you need to be accountable for the shit that you do when you're judging people to that point. And there was no accountability. And there's still to this day no fucking apologies. Yeah, all those web sleuths and um, these normies, man. Basically. Like, just, they're just normies. And, like, we've been talking about this entire episode is just people on the outside looking in yeah and they see this person and they automatically they automatically they accuse them like how how messed up is that like because they want to solve 
a murder mm-hmm. or not even a murder like it was an accidental drowning i think it was and they they even went to the point to question well why was she naked why was she naked in there what if she was going through an episode and she took off her clothes and yeah. then she jumped in there with her clothes like and with she her had it. yeah like she had it in in her hand yeah and then she just like let it go while in there yeah it's like why was she naked it's like dude come on like you're yeah. questioning all this stuff but then what you're not realizing is that you're pushing someone to kill themselves yeah. okay so this girl accidentally drowned and here you are pushing someone to kill themselves okay so what happens then yeah this guy kills himself and he actually attempted to yeah what if what if he succeeded yeah oh uh this guy ended up killing himself oh i mean nothing there because right I had nothing to do I with it. I had nothing to do with it. I didn't it's say like, anything. Yeah. It's like, dude, get the hell out of here. Like, yeah. get out of here. You were the reason why he was wanting to do it. Right. The, the, yeah. It, initially, like, this whole driving force. And to be fucking, like, you know what? Yeah, dude. The year before. Jesus, dude. What a bunch of pieces of shit that they are, dude. All of those fuckers, man. Yeah. To even just be like... Oops. Not even a fucking oops. Right? Yeah. Not th- for all the time that they're doing online and all the time that they're spending on this whole case thing, yeah. and not one of them said, oh, Dan, this is not the guy. Or- <laughs> I saw no apologies. You know? In fact, when I had reached out to Pablo uh, on one of the videos that he had, which uh, if you guys uh, don't know, go on to YouTube and if you search... Pablo Vergara, he's got a cool little, it's like a 30 minute uh, video, uh, uh, short film that he made about a black metal band. But on one of the comments, somebody was like, somebody wrote, oh my God, um, I'm not, I wasn't one of the people who said anything bad, but on behalf of everyone else, I just wanted to apologize. Like, fuck you, man. Yeah. You don't get to do that. You know what I mean? You don't fucking get to do that shit. Yeah, nah. Like, you have no right... Like, even... Like, now, to even try to, like... Yeah. Wash your hands. Exactly. That, it's like, no, dude. Like, come on. Like, you guys... You guys are being fucked up. And... Um, I feel like... If he did end up, like, offing himself... These people, like, in the documentary, too, that are talking... They wouldn't have been held accountable for any of that no. shit. Like, I want to see that guy... That in the in the documentary that they're interviewing a lot, one of those web sleuths fuckers, <laughs> yeah, like, like actually reach out to him and be yeah. like, "Yo, dude, like my bad, like let me help you out, right?" Or help him out in a certain way or, yeah, or whatever, yeah. man. Like, yeah. like they fucked this dude up for that. Dude, his his life was set back for at least five to seven years. Like, imagine, uh. Waking up one day and your notifications on your your Facebook are off the charts, and all it is is kill yourself, kill yourself, kill yourself, kill yourself. You're a murderer, you murder, 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 yeah. murder. You're a murderer, and it's like Whoa. I'm not any of that. Yeah, you know I'm not that. Who the hell are you? Yeah, and why are you like commenting on my stuff? You know, and and and, and then he has his little. Again, his art projects, those videos that he would do, the black metal. If you know anything about black metal, they're very dramatic. Yeah. They're all about the arts. 
These guys are all theater kids. You should know that. Yeah. Why are they outside in the forest? Because they're fucking dramatic. And so he's not any different. He's doing his videos and he's trying to do a cool little, you know, uh, videos out in the forest, where, wherever he takes his videos, wherever he does them, the short films and stuff like that. If you know anything about it, you know that's how a lot of the music goes. And he was trying to tell a different kind of story, you know? Yeah. And it's just crazy, man. Yeah, and it's no different than than a hippie wanting to dance around a tree and stuff like that because they care about the nature and stuff. If you're someone else, you'd be like, like that. that's kind of weird too, but I'm not going to go out and say, like, that's the murder or anything like yeah. that, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's like you're not allowing anyone to express themselves and... Yeah. Whatever, man. That's it's it's super it's super aggravating. <clears throat> it is, and this is where judging absolutely fucking backfires when you're gonna accuse of people of shit like that and without any evidence. Now, we move on to Paradise Lost and the story of uh, Damien Eccles. Is that his name? Yeah, it's Damien Eccles, and then Jesse Miss Kelly. And uh, Jason Baldwin, I believe. Jason Baldwin. Yeah, Jason Baldwin. So, okay. Um, I know you're a little bit more savvy on, on this one. Um, but basically, these three guys, they're called the Mes- West Memphis Three. West Memphis Three, yeah. Ultimately, I think it took place in Arkansas? Yeah, it took place in uh, West Memphis, Arkansas. Okay. So, these three little boys were found uh, murdered in, a, I don't know, it was like a river or a ditch? Yeah, it's like close to a river. They were riding their bikes or something, something and like they, found them, they found them. Mutilated? Uh, yeah. Sexually mutilated? Naked. Naked, possibly raped. raped not yeah. sure to the to the, how far the degree, how that goes. Then they see these three dudes... In the area, or they had, picked, or they had already thought about these three guys. What happened? How, how did they get Damien, Jason, and, and and what's the other guy? Miss Kelly. Jesse Miss Kelly. How how did they even round them up? That's what I want to know. <laughs> That's so dumb, man. Be- because of the shirts that they were wearing. Uh, so they were metalheads, and the thing too is like one of them was a little slow. Yeah, one of them was slow, and I. I think he was. I think uh, Damien Eccles and Jason Baldwin were friends, and Jesse Miss Kelly was kind of the one-off person. Mm. Like he wasn't really part of the clique. Yeah, but I guess somehow he got involved. Okay. But um, the whole thing is these guys are. Uh, uh, they listen to metal. Uh, they were in love with Metallica. Like if you watch it, Metallica's all over this documentary. Yeah, even on the third, like oh, when I was with. Look- uh, watching stuff about the third, the, the third episode. What is the third? Uh, the third part. The third part. Yeah, third part. Yeah, Metallica is in it. there quite often. Yeah, and then um, also Damien Echoes. I think he's a Wiccan. Yes, he's a Wiccan, and the whole Wiccan thing is what be like with the Earth with nature. Yeah, and stuff like that. And um, he he was a teenager. He yeah. was a teenager. The first part. Um, and then one of the dads of the kids, he was a, a like a preacher. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so of course one of the one of the dads of the kids who was murdered. Yeah, one of the dads of the kids that was murdered. Uh, he was a preacher, and uh, you put 
the two things together and well there must have been these fucking metalhead kids who killed yeah. these children and killed my child yeah and it's like they're different they're not this kid is a wicked like cool what's a wicked anyway you know, you know what do, he's a devil he's a he's a satanist yeah you know they're they're dubbing them satanists and, and different things yeah like that, you know and uh that's basically the whole gist of the whole thing of how it happened. They singled these three kids that looked different. Right. It ain't, it wasn't to what they were used to. And it's in West Memphis, Arkansas, dude. Like, yeah. these people, they don't see that sort of stuff. It's like, probably very conservative. Yeah, very conservative. Not open-minded at all, what we were just mm-hmm. talking about earlier. Yeah, exactly. And, uh... They basically accused them of this. And even in the courts, all the uh, the knife that they found right. um, didn't... It wasn't matching, like, the story. And it, the evidence wasn't matching at yeah. all. Yeah, and they still got... Well, Damien got death row? No. Dam- he uh, got, Damien got a... Uh, um, the death penalty. The death penalty. And two additional life sentences. Yes. On top of that. And then the other two got life in prison. Right. Uh, life in prison. Uh, Damien Nichols was sentenced to, to death. Jesse Miss Kelly was life in prison plus two 20 years. So he got the two 20 years. Yeah. And then Jason Baldwin got life in prison. Okay. Um. So, yeah. so what's crazy about this is... Um, this case had gotten a lot of uh, traction. Yeah, and you had Eddie Vedder uh, being, you know, trying to help them out. Henry Rollins was a huge uh, another person trying to help. Um, I forgot who else. Uh, there was another th- another person, famous musician or celebrity, but. Once this case got traction and these three were held without sufficient evidence, ultimately they ended up doing roughly 18 years. Yeah. This, 18 years. This dude. took place in 1994. Right. And they were released in 2012? They were released in... Or 2011. Damn. I'm not too sure on that one. I think like 2011. We're going to hit this one up here. Yeah, go for it. I lost it here. I had this whole thing here. August 19th, 2011. 2011. Oh, yeah, that's right. August 19th, 2011. Um, so, <laughs> tell them what happened. So, basically, <laughs> they got released in 2011. Okay. Uh, but they basically had to plea. The Alfred plea. Yeah, the Alfred plea. Uh, Al- Alfred, please. They entered Alfred, please. Um... Which means that it asserts their innocence, uh, while while acknowledging that the prosecutor still had enough evidence to convict them. So basically, saying you're guilty, still. So you're yeah. So you're saying guilty, but you're presuming innocence. I yeah, think, something like that. Right? Some some along those lines, but they had to plead that, right? And in order to get released, right? But I mean, but what ended up being the thing that ultimately let them get released and that so that they wouldn't go to trial 
And because if they had gone to trial, they would have already they would have been released. Had they gone to trial? Yeah. With the new evidence, which was DNA evidence. Yeah, it was DNA evidence. So with the, the DA DNA evidence found <laughs> they were innocent. Yeah. But, you know, had they gone to trial that new evidence would have been presented. They would have definitely been acquitted and released, whatever. But I think the judge was like, you know what, dude? I don't want to go through all that bullshit. Let's just do this. Yeah. Because I think it was the same... uh, I think it was like the same judge that was going through the entire... He left. Oh, he had left. That's right. Yeah. It was a new judge came in. Yeah, that's right. So when the new judge came in, I think seeing it with a fresh pair of eyes and ears probably... And looking at the way everything was happening, it was probably like a no-brainer for him. And it was very much in the favor for Damien and, and the boys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be locked up for almost 20 years of your life, like... Insufficient evidence. Mm-hmm. And to have been rounded up just because you're a metalhead and you're metal, you know... Yeah. You're listening to heavy metal. Yeah, dude, you have your entire youth taken away from you, man. Dude. Just, just on that, just because people... They looked at you different and it was just like and even then the dad from one of the kids he even changed his mind later yeah once once he found out that it really wasn't them through the, the evidence that they were able to acquire he was also on their side yeah he and switched sides he was like saying they should be let go the real fucking murderer is out there this is bullshit you need to let you know and he was happy that they were let, uh, released ultimately he was very happy it's just that you know the the killers are out there, and there is some sort of potential, um, something that happened right that could probably look as guilty conscious type situation. Yeah. So you said that somebody left, somebody like, somebody split, right? Yeah, one of the step the stepdads to one of the kids, uh, a lot of things pointed towards him, and <laughs> and he was like, uh. He's heading for the border. He disappeared. Something like that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. But I mean, at what cost, man? At what cost did I have to take to yeah. to to even go through that? And then um, just in the end, to be told, "Hey, man, you have to you have to say you did it in order to get released." And it's like, but I didn't do it. Right. You know. Which I know that was the the uh, thought process with some of them. But they're like, you know what? If this is what it takes to get released, then this is what it takes. It's not justice. It's not pretty. But at least they're out and they're free. And they can go watch Metallica if they want. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and I'm sure they did. I'm, I think pretty sure. They, uh, something like that. I know for sure Eddie Vedder hooked them up with yeah. stuff. and I know they had a... Uh, what was it? like? Some sort of performance to, like, to get funds and stuff like that. Yeah. Well. I know Jack Black was a big... Uh, advocate for them. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Was he? Um, I know. I, again, like, there's a really neat, really nice uh, interview with Henry Rollins. Oh yeah. On YouTube, if you guys want to look at that, it's uh, Henry Rollins and Damien Eccles at the New York Public Library, and I think they're just talking, and he's explaining everything that happened to him. Damien's explaining everything, and Henry's such, such a fucking genius when it comes to interviewing and talking. Yeah, he yeah. really ha- asks the the right questions to get people talking. So, um, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, but it's, it sucks, man. But I mean, 
I'm glad those guys are out, man. And it's one of the situations where, you know, again, judging people and looking at people because they're different could fucking backfire in a huge fucking way. Dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. In and a huge fucking way. So, you know, we might not have dispelled every stereotype. We might not have dispelled every fucking myth that's out there. But I think what I tell everybody is don't be ignorant. Educate yourself. Listen to some of the music. If you're not sure, you know, ease yourself into it. Check it out. It's not always going to be evil. It's not all going to fucking be... I mean, it's not all going to be rainbows and butterflies. Unless you listen to Rainbow, then you're all right. (laughs) Or Iron Butterfly. (laughs) But it's one of those things where it's not all going to be bad, man. And even we know, it's like, eh, I'm not going to listen to this band because I'm not... not, I'm not gonna buy what they're selling. I don't. I don't enjoy their, their brand of NS black metal or whatever the yeah, fuck it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's whatever, man. It's just you enjoy what you're gonna be. Ultimately, you enjoy you know, whatever it is you enjoy. Um. But you know, we might not have dispelled everything, like I said. But you know what? I think it's one of those things where don't be an asshole, dude. Don't yeah, judge people. Just comes down to that, man. It really just comes down to that. Just be a, be. A- a good person and that's it mm-hmm. like don't like what you're saying like don't judge people don't be an asshole uh be open-minded about things um and, th- and that's it man like if you want people to like the things that you like you need to be open to like yeah. other people's things right and initially like that's what it just comes down to and the metal community is probably the top of the food chain when it comes down to being accepting of things. Yes, yeah, for sure. Being accepting of things. Whether, uh, and we say metal all across to uh, heavy music. This could be hardcore. It could be punk. It could be uh, like noise music. Whatever you want to listen to. Viking. Whatever. Like the Viking metal. Some. Uh, folk metal. Yeah, folk metal. Some Blind Guardian or mm-hmm. whatever, your, whatever your cup of tea is in that aspect of music. Um, whatever, whatever it is, um, like we all, we all connect. Yeah. That's, and that's the important part is being able to connect and being able to connect to just anybody, regardless whether they're metalheads or not. And sometimes it makes it easier when we are metalheads and we're able to communicate and socialize with each other. But then until other times, it's pretty cool when you can just socialize with people just because you're enjoying a beer or yeah, you're yeah. enjoying a pizza or something and every every group has their bad apples mm-hmm. um, oh for sure yeah but you know every group has their bad apples but you know we just what, what we're trying to do here is give insight to right. people that don't know yeah. people that uh, you know <clears throat> like we've said it plenty of times that they don't see they don't see between the lines right uh, it's just Black or white, yeah, type of thing. Yeah, but I mean the thing too is like it's difficult when you're looking at the media that's so sometimes so fucking headstrong. Not, not like trapped. Nah, screw that, Ben. So, I'll say guys, that one. Yeah, up. fuck that yeah. for real. But in terms of they're so fucking headstrong and like their their beliefs that it's like they're not willing to listen to us or to hear the other side of the story. They're so you know, like they're blind. You can't argue with them or you can not even argue. You can't even have a discussion. 
And those are the people that are scary. Or the media outlets. Those are the ones that are scary. Those are the ones you those, need to Those are the about. people, uh, individuals that are very dangerous, man. Mm-hmm. That you need to like steer clear of. But I'm going to tell you this. Don't be an asshole. Be open-minded. It's, it's cool, man. And every time that you're not open-minded in your dreams... You're going to have to lick the chorizo that's on Lemmy's face 10 times. Every <laughs> single time. Every single time you're an asshole and judging people like that. Lemmy's going to come into your dream. He's going to go. <laughs> and then he's going to put his face in your face and you're going to lick the chorizo off his face. Every time. <laughs> so we have, and it's true because I've seen it. And I have the candle up there. Ooh. So don't test. Hey, don't test it. Don't test it. <laughs> Anyways. Um, next episode. Damn. Oh, we got a local on next episode, man. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be fucking awesome too, man. Yeah, it's going to be a great, great yeah, episode. Dude is an awesome musician. Can't wait for him to do that. Um, so anyways, we're done, guys. This, is a, this happens to be, I think, a good PSA, maybe. Yeah. Potentially. Uh, Anyways, buy the ticket. Take the ride. Yes, sir.